What is happening, guys? Welcome to episode 12 of the Triage Method podcast. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit kind of informally, I guess. There's no right or wrong in this conversation. What we're essentially going to do is talk about programming options that you have if, like us, you're kind of just in this for general health, improving your body composition a little little bit, trying to improve some performance, but you're not training specifically for a specific sport or bodybuilding or something like that. Because obviously, there's far more flexibility in what you can do. And although a lot of people propose, you know, this is the best program or that's the best program, we actually want to kind of scale it back and just have a little chat about the things to consider and give you guys some power in terms of using that flexibly. So anyway, Paddy, how are you? I am absolutely fantastic, Gary. Um, I would like to point out to everyone, though, that we did actually try to record this yesterday, but, you know, carrier scum and, you know, apparently they don't, the internet doesn't work down there. So, uh, yeah, if this conversation, if we're kind of like speeding through some stuff, it's because we actually discussed it yesterday, but um, it didn't record. So uh, happy days with that. But anyway, yeah, so this is kind of a goal that a lot of people will have where they have all of the goals yet none of the goals in terms of they want to be fit they want to be strong they want to have good body composition but they have no set date to achieve this or no set numbers or anything to achieve like they're not beholden to like when they say strength they're not beholden to the squat bench deadlift or they're not beholden to the clean and jerk or the snatch or there's, there's no exercises that they have to do. Um, and then there's no particular date they have in mind to be lean for like, yeah, they may have a holiday coming up eventually, or they may have a wedding or something that they want to be uh, ready for eventually. But the, the majority of the time they're kind of just messing around. They have no, set timeline or time frame for a particular goal so that's who we're talking to today and for this kind of population you uh, like you do have some certain issues that arise because at least with say powerlifting or bodybuilding or whatever it is you have a particular set goal in mind it's not like it's very defined. Say, for example, with powerlifting, you know you essentially only have to do three lifts and you're good to go. Like, yeah, your program may not just be the three lifts, but you have very clear goals as to what you need to do and where you need to be to actually get results, you know? So you 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 know, okay, I just have to get stronger on my squat, my bench, and my deadlift. Whereas if you're like, oh, I just want to be stronger in general, like what does that actually mean for you as an individual and then how do you factor that in if you have kind of concurrent goals say you want to be fitter as well you're like what what does that actually look like because you're not going to be able to squat 300 kilos and run a marathon and this is kind of where a lot of people fall down they they kind of have all of the goals and they kind of want to have all of the outcomes at the same time like they want to be able to at the drop of a hat run a marathon but at the same time they want to be able to be ridiculously strong in their squat and deadlift. And it's like, you can't be peaked for everything all the time. Like, yes, you can have a good general baseline level of um, capacity, we'll say, but you can't be at your best. Like if you're, you kind of have to 
break down your goals and really dial in what it is you want to achieve. And then you have to break that down further and think, okay, is this actually achievable or are are these things you know, counter to what you're trying to achieve. Anyway, Gary, I'm sure you have a few thoughts on the topic. Yeah, so I think the most important thing to recognize is that it is possible to be a generalist, I guess, in terms of being good at a few different things. You're able, you like, you can get to a point where you can squat double body weight while still being able to you know, go out and do a 10k at the weekend if you want to, you know, that's, that's not something that's like not achievable. And you can do all of that while still being lean. But I guess what we're trying to get across in this conversation is how you can do that in a sustainable way. Because you see what what happens a lot of the time, particularly when you see other people on social media, is you look at someone who let's say, is at that end point of being concurrently fit. So they're very strong. They have a very good physique and they're also quite fit and that they can do some endurance events and things like that. And you see them and you see the product of maybe a decade of training or whatever. And all you think about is emulating what they are doing right now or what they've shown to you in like one post or maybe a video or something but what you're not emulating is what they did in the years leading up to being at that point of performance and that's really what this is actually about it's about actually kind of segmenting things and trying to like specialize in the short term so that you can be a bit more of a generalist in the long term because trying to be completely general and doing everything at once like during just just consistently it's very difficult to kind of progress meaningfully in any one discipline but it's also very difficult to kind of build a training program that isn't excessively taxing and that doesn't just make you completely fatigued and run down and you see this a lot in people who are trying to be both as strong as they can and build as much muscle as they can. You know, there's a big trend for power bodybuilding these days. So, you know, training like a power lifter, but also like a bodybuilder. And the smart way to do that is to kind of periodize your training over time in favor of different goals at different points in the year. And the not so smart way of doing that is trying to just combine a powerlifting program and a bodybuilding program training very high intensity and very high volume at the same time. That's what breaks people. Um, So I suppose that's kind of the starting point for our conversation is just understanding that you can be a generalist, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do everything at one time point in order to get there. So when we kind of open up this conversation now, Paddy, what what way do you like to think about periodization like i know there's a lot of ways that people say oh this is the optimal strategy you need to do this but like what way do you like kind of conceptualize it yourself when there's a few different goals well the first thing is when you're designing your plan and when you're thinking of this periodization whatever it is you actually have to be clear in your actual goals and i just touched on it there a second ago but what i mean by that is actually break down your goals because i do like you said think of it in terms of 
um, we'll, we'll say it, we'll call it block periodization because, you know, certain times you're going to be focusing on one or two of your concurrent goals. Perhaps you're trying to improve your body composition and trying to improve your fitness at the same time. Or perhaps you're trying to, like you were saying, um, you know, improve your, your muscular ability or sorry, yeah, your muscular ability, your strength, we'll say, and then also your muscular size. You're trying to do those two things at once. So, you have to be kind of clear in your goal, but you also have to realize that if you are focusing exclusively on one of those things, like say you were just pure out and out a power lifter, the other things, they might be getting hit a little bit, but they're probably taking a back seat. Same with if you're a bodybuilder. Yes, you are building muscle, but you're probably not as strong as you possibly could be. You know, So you do have to take into account that if you are focusing solely on one thing, you know, you're probably leaving the other things on the back burner per se. So if then you take into account that you're trying to focus on, say, two of those things at the one time, you have to realize that you're probably not getting the best or the most bang from your book from that one thing. You're probably not going to be as strong as you possibly could be if you're trying to get as strong as you can and get as big as you can. You know, although they are concurrent and they do lead to a similar kind of training style we'll say if you are constantly fatiguing yourself with excessive amounts of volume even if it is excessive amounts of volume in lifts that are complementary to your strength goal lifts um it probably isn't going to lead you to maximizing the uh, the benefit you could get from either choosing one or the other style of training so when you are designing your thing you need to be very clear on what you are actually trying to achieve rather than just saying oh i want all of these things because if you're clear on what you want to achieve if you're saying i want to be strong literally lay out exactly what that means strong on what is it you know the, the classic tree lifts you know is, is that what you're defining as strength is it if you're saying you want to be fit, like, what does that look like? Is that I just want to be able to, you know, go on a run whenever I want to. If someone says we're climbing a mountain today, you have the fitness capacity for that. If someone's saying, oh, we'll play a bit of footy today. Are you are you good to go with that? You know, what's the story there? That, that That's what you're kind of, you have to define what you actually have as your goal. And then you can go about actually designing up your program to kind of tailor to that and um, but when i'm kind of when, when i've got my goals set and when i've got a client's goals set or whenever i'm discussing it with someone that's kind of going oh how should i structure my program to achieve these goals and um, once i have the goals set and we're kind of clear on oh if we do this that may mean that we're not as good as this and these two goals are better put together than these two goals. So we can kind of work on two things together and let one on the back burner. Say, for example, if you have those three goals, you want to be super strong, you want to be super fit, and you want to have excellent body composition. Like maybe choosing a period of time where you're like, okay, when I'm trying to build up my physique and I'm trying to you know gain some size so I have more muscle, maybe working on your strength and your muscle uh, capacity like your, your more bodybuilding stuff at the same time is great and leave the kind of fitness stuff on the back burner you know maybe that's a good idea you know you're maybe only doing a little bit of cardiovascular work during that time and then at other times maybe say you're like okay i've built up a good bit of muscle i've accumulated a little bit of fat though and i'm not not as happy about that maybe then switching to more of a bodybuilding style and increasing the cardiovascular work just a little bit um 
would be more beneficial than you know trying to push the strength and just kind of dropping your calories to kind of lose the weight as well so maybe putting the strength on the back burner where you focus and then you focus more on the physique side of things while you also focus on the cardiovascular side of things so realize that some goals are a good fit together and some goals are just counterintuitive like you wouldn't try to really improve your fitness and try to improve your one rep max strength because they're complete opposite ends of that kind of strength continuum we'll say and so you really have to be clear on your goals but then once i've got my goals set it's actually pretty easy to kind of design your program around that you know you want to go like generally i like kind of three to six week blocks uh, for for training like generally i kind of find for myself and for the majority of my clients four weeks is a good kind of time to have a set goal for a program and obviously it fits into a we'll say a multi-year program or a multi-month program and um, where you're you're working towards getting better at a certain or certain uh parts of your fitness um strength muscle size whatever it is at the same time and kind of you're moving month to month towards getting to that but you've picked a certain set of goals to work towards um once once you've done that it's kind of just i like four week blocks for that i know you do too gary um but for the majority of people i do find that kind of four week focusing on say strength and muscle size doing that for like say a higher rep block and for four weeks then moving to say a slightly lower rep block for four weeks kind of does keep people interested in training and kind of allows them have a set period of time where they know they're working on one or two goals and they're not like oh i have to be peaked for every single possible eventuality at every single time because that's kind of that's kind of where crossfit falls down like if you look at crossfit it's like they want to be very much generalists but by doing that the majority of the people that do crossfit never get good at anything like they're just distinctly mediocre at a lot of things because they have so many different goals going at the same time and they're like oh well, i'll do a little bit of high intensity work here and a bit of lower intensity work here and a bit of gymnastics over here and a bit of olympic lifting over here and it's like like you you don't have any real set goals and like yeah that's that's grand if you're just really focusing on a very general base for your training but if you're actually looking to achieve certain goals like have a certain level of strength that you think is respectable or what you'd like to be at or a certain level of fitness that you'd like to be at or whatever it is you know maybe taking a step back from having this really generalist goal and having a more specific goal for a certain period of time will allow you be more of a generalist later on. Anyway, Gary, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I think they're all really good points. And I think the other thing to keep in mind, like, and you kind of alluded to it is that, you know, you are going to have to have some degree of acceptance in terms of letting things go on the back burner. And I think this is what drags a lot of people back when they try the more generalist approach i guess because they kind of get two or three weeks into a strength focused program and they miss you know they miss the pump or whatever um sorry i'll just adjust my earphones <laughs> um yeah so sorry me and patty just had an, an audio error um but what was i saying um yeah so people are just kind of afraid to let some things in the back burner like for example 
if you are doing that strength focus cycle and then a few weeks in you kind of get to a point where oh you miss the pump you miss doing loads and loads of volume and sweating more during your workouts and things like that you kind of end up just yo-yoing then because you kind of swap to that sort of program like prematurely and then you know you see someone else then hitting like a one at max that you want to hit and you realize your one at max might have gone down because you're doing more pump focused work or whatever some more hypertrophy focused work and you kind of end up going back and forth instead of ever instead of actually you know pursuing one goal at a time kind of focusing on that reaping some benefits from that and then transitioning and the other thing to keep in mind is that when we talk about this sort of block periodization and you know splitting things into different blocks we're not talking about you know just randomly kind of changing your program every four weeks and just doing something completely different. Rather, we're talking about things kind of being fluid and and moving together. So for example, a 12 week program might look similar, but the four weeks, the four week changes that we're talking about are a bit more subtle. So for example, the changes could be things like the amount of total sets that you're doing, the percentage of your one or max that you're using, um, the rep ranges that you're working in, even the tempos that you're using and the speed that you move the bar, all that sort of stuff is what we're actually thinking about changing. So for example, if you were to look at a 12-week block of training, you might break it down into three different phases where phase one, you're kind of working more in the 10 to 15 repetition range. You know, you're getting getting more of those kind of metabolic, cardiovascular, higher end of the spectrum benefits before then moving into some slightly lower rep stuff. So more in that classical hypertrophy range of eight to 12. And then for your last four week block, you're going into something like your real heavy strength work, you know, the four, four to six rep range or the six to eight rep range, you know, depending on your own specific goals. And that's kind of what we're talking about. We're talking about varying these things across the continuum, as opposed to just kind of sporadically going from like six reps to 15 reps to eight reps, just kind of all over the place and where that, that may have some merit, but we're, I think we think it's just a nicer strategy to kind of split it up into distinct blocks that flow nicely from one to the other, because it's very easy to see progress then from, you know, one phase to the other, because let's say you are going down in your repetition ranges, you're going to be seeing increases on the bar all the time, pretty much because you are, you know, stick in those four week phases, you're adding micro loads, you know, small little loads to the bar. And then as you transition, the reps are getting lower. So by default, you're going to be lifting heavier weights anyway. And that can be quite nice psychologically, which is something that we do need to always factor into a program anyway. Um, so is that is that something you kind of would like that structure, Patty? Because I know you can do the opposite as well. Like you could all, you could just as easily justify like going from lower reps to higher reps, or you could just as easily justify fluctuating. But I suppose we're just giving people some ideas. Yeah, like it really depends on, you know, what what your actual goals are. There's a, a, a myriad of ways you can actually put this together. Say, for example, like we, I do generally like, you know, kind of, I'm not, I hate saying block periodization because it brings all these kind of connotations that, oh, we've got a hypertrophy block and then we've got a strength block and then we've got a power, a power block. And, and that's not what I'm talking about when I'm, I'm saying that. I'm saying like we have one goal and we are working towards that overall um, but we are kind of breaking that down into kind of distinct blocks of training and um, rather than just going oh we're, we're working on all the goals at once because although you can actually do that if you really wanted to you could work on all of your goals at once however 
realistically, you're going to be spinning your wheels a lot of the time. And this is where, sorry, excuse me, a lot of people do fall down. They kind of think, like you were saying, oh, I, I want to be strong, but you know, I want to build some size. So they decide I'm going to focus more on on the size side of things because that's where I'm lacking the most. And then they see their friends hitting, you know, a new one rep max or whatever it is, and and they're kind of like, oh yeah, I I really have to kind of push myself to do that same thing. Whereas it doesn't actually fit into their overall program. And then you'll see the opposite side of things where people are like, oh, well, I still want to be strong. So I'm going to still hit these really he- this really heavy work. And then I'm going to go into the bodybuilding work and really destroy myself with volume. You see them doing like drop sets and giant sets and all this kind of stuff where it's like, okay, like you're you're really going to be spinning your wheels because you're not going to be getting stronger as fast as you can. And because you're hitting such heavy work beforehand you're not going to be getting the most out of that hypertrophy work either so that's kind of why i do like that kind of more block periodization type of thing where it's like okay so we are still looking at getting stronger over time say for say sorry say for example we're looking at building some size you know like we are still looking to get stronger over that period of time maybe more so in like a, a kind of eight to twelve rep range rather than that kind of below five rep range when what people usually think of when they think of strength and so we are getting stronger and that still is the focus but we're kind of more focused on kind of building more size during that time you know so generally that's how i would visualize that kind of block periodization like i kind of like to break things down into a smaller block like eight weeks for me is kind of okay this is exactly what i want to achieve over those eight weeks and i'll hit and i'll, I'll kind of set like maybe 12 rep goals eight rep goals if again the the example is we're looking to build some size and um, so i'll have a four-week block which is dedicated to 12 say you know that's the kind of rep range we're working in the kind of 10 to 12 rep range then after those four weeks, we'll kind of move into a heavier block and we'll kind of program in that kind of six to eight rep range. Uh, and that's kind of where we're staying. And then I'll kind of fluctuate between those two. If you just have a very general, generalist goal, no particular numbers you want to hit, um, that's kind of how I would structure it, you know, changing out exercises as needed to kind of target more of the areas that we want to achieve or to hypertrophy and maybe the areas that aren't getting as much work as others. You know, we can kind of bring up a bit more volume, play around with that, see what's working, see what's not working. But something kind of like that eight week structure works well, 12 weeks works well. Like currently I'm kind of I don't have really have that many goals. Like, yeah, I do want to get stronger and I have kind of particular strength numbers that I'm looking towards, but I'm not, I'm actually not too far off them. Um, so I'm kind of like, Oh, I, I, I have a certain other set of goals that I want to achieve as well. So for me at the moment, my, my training is structured. So I've got, I've just started on Monday, you know, a four week block of 12 reps. So the majority of my work is in that kind of 10 to 12 rep range. And then after that four weeks, we're moving down to that kind of six to eight week block. And then I'll reevaluate after that eight weeks of training and say, okay, because right now I'm, I'm focusing on size primarily and a little bit more on strength, but not not hugely. Like I'm not hitting those lower rep ranges. Like, like I, I know the lower rep ranges do actually make me f- uh, strong quite quickly. So I could push that side of things, but I realize, you know, size is probably a bit more of what I actually need rather than the strength side of things at the moment anyway. Um, 
And then once I've kind of, I'm happy with the size that I have, I kind of move to that kind of lower rep range and that kind of thing uh, to really push the, the, the strength side of things. So I'll evaluate after the eight weeks, see how things have gotten on. I've kind of dropped the cardio work I'm doing. So I'm doing a very bare minimum of that. I'm only doing like, you know, five minutes post-workout, whereas before I've gotten up to like maybe half an hour post-workout where I'm really kind of... I say post-workout, it's obviously during my workout, but, you know, post-resistance training. Um, and I, I've gotten up to kind of the half hour before and, like, been really, really fit and getting my heart rate down to kind of, you know, below 50 beats per minute um, or resting heart rate style. Um, uh, and at the moment, I'm kind of dropping that back, you know, just, just barely maintaining that, keeping in a nice little bit that I'm not exhausting myself. It's not taking a huge away, amount away from my overall other goals. Um but I know once I start going, okay, I've hit my more size goals and maybe I want to lean up a little bit, I can then just bring in a little bit more cardio and start leaning up that way without having to actually make any changes to the diet. So there are a multitude of ways you can structure this and like there's no right or wrong answer with this. But generally, if you have really generalist goals, the first thing you need to do is set those goals in stone because, yeah, you can have generalist goals, but they have to be specific generalist goals. Like what do, what does strength mean? What does fitness mean? What does body composition mean? And then you can start thinking about designing your program around that. And, and the, the way I kind of conceptualize it is, the goal dictates the program. Like the program doesn't dictate the goal. Like you're not going to go, oh, I, I'm i doing a, I don't know, a hypertrophy program. It's like, okay, well, is that actually your goal? And it's like, oh, no, it's not my goal. So then why are you doing that program? Like your program should be tailored to your goals. You know, the entire structure of the program should be tailored to that, you know. And trying to achieve everything at once means that you don't have a priority like I, people kind of talk, talk about priorities and it's you can't have priorities you can't it can't be plural you can have a priority you know it's one thing like that's literally in the definition it, it means one thing you know so there is an overall goal what are you focusing on right now that should be the main focus of that program and yes it should hit on the other things if you do have multiple goals but that shouldn't be like you, you shouldn't be going in going, oh, I'm going to work up to a heavy triple on the squat and then I'm going to do uh, some down sets. I'm going to work, uh, you know, do some eight reps work and then I'm going to do some 12 rep work and then I'm going to do some drop sets and some supersets and, you know, oh, I actually want to improve my flexibility as well. So I'm going to do a lot of stretching then at the end of it. But, you know, I also want to work on my cardio. So uh, I'm going to do, you know, an hour run at the end of it. And it's like, like you've just tried to hit everything and as a result you've done fuck all work you know you you haven't hit anything effectively like yeah like even even your strength work if you're like oh it's my first thing so i'm gonna focus all my effort on that it's like cool you can say that but in your mind you're still thinking oh i have a shitload of work to do after this and then also your body recognizes oh i've put in all this work today and he wants to do this again in whatever three four five seven days whatever it is you're probably not going to be recovered for that you know so if your goal is strength for example like you your your main thing is going to be recovery like if how hard can you push while actually be recovering from that you know that's that's what's holding you back is your recovery so having a shitload of goals and trying to do everything at once is only going to hamper your recovery which means you're not actually going to get the results you're looking for 
like it's not it's not always a case of doing more work and oftentimes it's, it's a case of doing less work you know a lot of this also kind of i'm not going to say i'm going to push in the militia here with this but a lot of this a lot of people are unaware of what it actually takes to achieve your goals and you know what is the best structure of things with your diet with your training and stuff and that's kind of what we do with the the militia is kind of educate people on this uh, this kind of stuff you know what's the best way to structure your cardiovascular work what's the best way to structure your resistance work you know um and a lot of people this is where they fall down because they're looking at say for example someone that's I don't know, a cyclist, maybe they want to get good at cycling or triathlon or whatever it is. And they're looking at that, their program. And then they're on Instagram and they're looking at this powerlifters program and they're like, okay, yeah, like I have both of those goals. So I'm just going to do this, like, you know, bastardize mesh together of these two programs. And, you know, hopefully it meshes together well and I don't die in the process, you know? And it's like, okay, yeah, you're probably going to get some results. You're probably going to improve your fitness. You're probably going to improve your strength, but are you actually maximizing your return on investment? And I kind of hate seeing that where people are putting in a lot of work in the gym, putting in a lot of work with their diet, and they're just spinning their wheels because they're doing things really ineffectually. You know, they're really just trying to push in every direction and getting nowhere, you know? And so, yeah, there are a multitude of ways you can kind of structure your program and, there is no right way. Like I wouldn't say this is the exact right way, but there definitely are better ways of going about certain goals. Anyway, I've been shouting <laughs> on for ages. Gary, what yeah, are your I think I think that last point is really important is that like there really just is no right way or best way and no one can tell you that there is unless like maybe they've coached you for like three years and they know exactly like what is working for you but at the end of the day it does come down to certain principles like you know you have to ask yourself how much volume am i doing you know what intensities am i lifting at how frequently am i training like those sort of things are the things that are important and then you contextualize that within you know your life so how much stress do you have in your life? How well are you sleeping? How's your nutrition? And then that is what actually is permissive of you doing a certain level of work. And you have to think about that because if you just try and emulate the programs of people that you see online, like especially if you're trying to do a hybrid program where you're doing endurance and powerlifting, like, or something along those lines, like you really, really need to have an elite level of recovery. Like, like crossfit athletes like you mentioned crossfit earlier like if you watch any documentary about a crossfit athlete like they're they sometimes train for hours and hours a day but they're also recovering so hard you know their sleep their nutrition everything is absolutely on point especially at the elite level um so it is really important to keep all that stuff in mind um the other thing i wanted to mention was that when you are thinking about let's say let's say you're hyper, you've always been hypertrophy focused, you really like your physique, and then you're transitioning to a more strength focused program or vice versa. You, you don't need the same level of volume to maintain a certain training quality that you did to actually get there, you know, so if you think about hypertrophy and gaining a certain level of muscle, if you're transitioning to doing more intense work, heavier weights, like triples and stuff like that, you, you are going to have to reduce your volume, like period, like you're not going to be able to recover from the same level of volume at that high intensity. If you, if you do try and do that, you're going to run into symptoms of quote unquote overtraining where you do feel a bit shit. That is going to happen if you try and match volume. So 
what would be a better option is to just actually reduce volume in accordance with that because you don't need the same level of volume to actually maintain your muscle as you did to gain it because you know you can do a lot less and just maintain and kind of stay as you are and you'll probably have noticed that you know even if you go away on holidays and stuff you and you do a few hotel workouts you don't lose muscle and you're definitely not going to lose muscle by doing heavy training um and the same when it goes to the opposite side of things. Like if you go from doing sets of three to sets of eight on the squat, for example, you're not just going to like you're going to feel initially that you're much, much weaker because you're not used to that rep range. You're getting fatigued quicker and the weights are much lighter and you're just like, oh, God, have I lost my strength? And it's like, no, you haven't really. You're just not expressing your strength as you typically think of it so when you do first go back to your sets of three or your sets of one or whatever you probably will feel like oh do you know what i actually lost a load of strength whereas in reality you just haven't been training specifically for that adaptation or that way of expressing your strength and if you're not training specifically for a one rep max you're not going to be able to express the maximum amount of strength but it doesn't mean you've lost it. It just means you're not ready for it at that moment in time. And as soon as you begin to train for it again, you can regain it. So like, that's the important thing to, to keep in mind, because I think that's what discourages a lot of people from actually pursuing one goal at a time and being specific is because you feel like other things are, are, are lagging. You feel like you're actually going backwards when in fact, those things are kind of probably staying where they are as you just move forward with something else. And as you begin to push all of those little, you know, attributes forward over time whether it's your strength or your muscle or your cardiovascular fitness while one might be staying still and the other is going forward they will all go forward over time and that's kind of what you're thinking about when you are thinking about that generalist approach it's it's about getting to an end point or an outcome in a couple of years time or whatever like whatever ideal outcome that is for you but in the meantime it's not like everything moves up linearly but over time you will see that trend that everything is actually increasing Yeah, and I think this is kind of where people do get discouraged. It, it is, as you said, they're like they start seeing, or rather, they start feeling certain attributes are kind of falling behind where they were. Say, for example, like you were saying earlier on, like you know maybe you're used to doing more of that kind of higher rep stuff, and you're used to that pump and that feeling of you know always walking out of the gym like you've exhausted the muscle and you've gotten the most out of it. And now you're moving towards maybe more of a strength focused phase and you're not, you kind of feel like you've done stuff, but it's not that exhausting. Like, oh, you know, every fiber of that muscle is exhausted to its absolute capacity. Uh, and you kind of start missing that and you start going, oh, well, I'm not as full as I was. I'm losing muscle and oh, I better start doing, you know, some extra drop sets at the end of my working sets here now just to kind of, you know, pump up the muscle and stuff. And it's like, yeah, okay, fine. It's probably not going to be a huge detractor from your overall goals, but that is volume that you do have to recover from then. And that is taken into account by your body that, you know, maybe you're not going to get as strong as a result. So you're taking away from the strength focus work you're doing because you're not recovering as much as you should be by doing that kind of stuff. So people do kind of get that into their head that, you know, these other attributes that they have, these other goals that they have, because they're not focusing on them right now, they feel like they're losing out on things, but it's rarely the case. Like, yeah, you may not make a huge amount of progress or you may actually, you know, regress on some things. For example, like you're, like I was saying, I'm not going to be doing a huge amount of fitness work. You know, I definitely will notice my aerobic capacity goes down 
because I'm not focusing on it. However, I'm viewing that in the context that, you know, later on I'll be picking that back up and, you know, blasting past where I was, you know? So you kind of have to have that longer view of things and, that's where people fall down. They can't have that longer view or rather they don't want to have that longer view. They want everything now. And that's either, you know, a product of society as a whole. Like that's kind of what we want as society because we've, we're in that instant gratification, you know, total nation type thing where it's like, oh, well, whatever I want, I can just go out and get it right now and experience it right now. Like if you want something, like imagine being back in before the internet, you know, if you wanted to find out information, you had to, walk down to the library or you know walk down to a university and actually interview someone that was an expert on this kind of stuff whereas now you can literally just type it into google or any other search engine and have your answer straight away and that's kind of the same thing with social media you see these people that have put in work for 10 20 years and they're maybe this the same age as you this is what really kills people uh, online you know maybe they're the same age as you like i'm whatever 26 like i'm seeing people that are 26 but they've been training since they were you know 10 or 11 so they're way ahead of me in terms of the goals that they have achieved but that's purely because they have actually put in you know whatever 15 years more work than me you know so social media especially does kind of distract people from their overall goal because there's no real context to it. Um, So yeah, like you really do have to kind of decide what your goals are, but then also realize that you're not going to be peaked for everything at the same time, you know? And you may also mention the CrossFit athletes, you know, they're recovering hard. People also don't take into account that most of the people that they're looking up to are elite athletes, you know, so their entire job is whatever the goals that they're, these people are trying to achieve, whatever you're looking up to them for, you know, so all they're doing is that exact training. They're not, you know, they don't have a job like you do. They're not doing a nine to five. Sorry, excuse me. They don't have a nine to five. They don't have a, a kid. They don't have these commitments, these responsibilities that you have. And as a result, they're able to train harder. They're able to train longer like they might be able to train like three times a day, whereas you're struggling to get a 45 minute session in. So it's like, you can't expect to achieve all that they've achieved. If you aren't able to actually put in the same work that they're putting in, you know? So you do have to take that into account when you are looking at the overall structure and overall program, not having that instant gratification. I want everything right now and looking at the longer game. And then also realizing that the people that you're looking up to, aren't in the same situation or they aren't in the same boat as you. So don't be kind of comparing yourself to them because, you know, yeah, you, and I you think, simply I think can't you actually see a lot of this as well in relation to just general learning. Like if you think of even, let's say you want to be become a personal trainer, like, and you know nothing now and you read some posts by someone who is, you know, a, a personal trainer that you look up to and they've got this insane level of knowledge and they're talking about, anatomy and they're talking about nutrition and they're talking about psychology and coaching science and all this stuff and you're kind of sitting there and you're like okay uh, I gotta go study all this stuff and you buy five books all on different topics and rather than just like focusing on one you try and like learn all learn everything at the same time like read everything at the same time and you just find yourself getting completely puzzled you're getting nowhere whereas 
a, a more effective way or sometimes more effective way to think about learning is like, let's say you focus on one thing for four weeks, you focus on one topic and then you focus on another for the next four weeks. When you go back to that other one that you did initially, you're initially, it's initially going to be a little bit rusty. You're going to be like, oh God, you know, I, I, I didn't really remember that as well as I thought I would, but it comes back much, much faster. And it's the, th- the same thing when thinking about training, you know, if you do take those four weeks off of your strength specific work, your eight weeks off or whatever, you're going to go back, you feel, feel a little bit rusty, but you get back into it much faster. And now you're on, you're in a good playing field, a good p- position to actually move forward from there. So, you know, you can apply this to a lot of areas of life. But like you said, it really is about not seeking that kind of instant gratification, trying to delay it a little bit and to view what you're doing at the moment as an investment towards your overall longer term goal. Um, so I suppose to give you guys some sort of framework, maybe that, that you might work in, like, so let's say you're someone who's just been all over the place. You've never had a specific program you've just kind of been jumping around trying all these different goals i think it would be a nice idea for some of you to start working within you know even a 12 week like period like we mentioned where you do transition from let's say your 10 to 12s to your 8 to 10s to your 6 to 8s or whatever like something along those lines so just kind of you can use that loose framework in conjunction with the podcast we done on or we did on on volume you know the number of sets and, and reps and all that sort of stuff and if you put those things together you'll actually find that oh god like I've actually got a nice framework to work with here and then what you can do from there is decide what lifts what body parts like what are my focal points because this is another important thing to consider like you don't necessarily need to try and focus on all of your lifts at once and you don't necessarily need to focus on all of your body parts at once. And that's what where a lot of people fall down in relation to hypertrophy as well and building muscle is they try and do, you know, high volume for everything. Like, you know, even let's say let's say your arms are a really strong body part, but you're still hammering them with volume taken away from the from your recovery capacity and you've got a weaker chest, whereas you could be allocating that volume to your chest and getting a bit more out of that. So, you know, this is something that applies to pretty much every area of your training. Um, so, yeah, anything to add? Yeah, no, I'd completely agree with that. Um, because, like you said, people do generally find they have stronger body parts, for example, and they're not willing to kind of take a step back from that. And that's the same with everything. Like you'll find like with study, like you were mentioning earlier on, you'll find that you do have stronger topics that you, you know, you really enjoy studying. You really do enjoy uh, like listening to about that. And these other things that you're just not, you don't really care as much about, but they are in your overall framework. They kind of do take that back burner. And like we were saying with the other things, like there's going to be times where you're going to dedicate specific blocks or specific, you know, goals uh, towards, you know, actually just achieving one thing. You know, you're going to have to do the same thing with, you know, body part specialization, we'll say. Um, whereas you have, you know, like say, for example, like you said, you know, all oh, my uh, arms are bigger, but my chest is, is lagging behind, you know, having that framework where it's like, OK, cool. I I'm going to reduce the, the work on my arms at the moment so I can prioritize my chest and then I'll progress that way. You know, I, I, with the framework or the idea in mind that you will actually be going back to your your arm work eventually you know you can keep yourself happy or sane with that in in the back of your mind but having the 
idea will say that, okay, right now I'm going to work on my chest. I'm going to put in a little bit more volume, a little bit more work on that, bring it up to a level that I'm happy with. And then I can go back to my arm work. Having that kind of same framework with your overall goals is a good idea you know so saying okay cool you know i want to focus on my fitness now like yeah my ultimate goal is strength and i know that you know working on my fitness right now probably isn't going to lead to me getting stronger in the short term but because i've improved my recovery capacity my aerobic fitness i'm actually able to train harder and train for longer when i do eventually go back to the more heavy work or the more, you know, hypertrophy work, you know? So having that mentality, okay, yeah, maybe you're going to have to take a step back and that's going to potentiate taking three, four or five steps forward really does help you kind of structure your program. And obviously a lot of this does come back down to the knowledge aspect of things. You know, you're not able to see or kind of conceptualize how you would structure a program outside of just a traditional bodybuilding split you know that that's what you've been sold or you know powerlifting split it's like that that's what you do and it's like okay well i don't really know how to do the other things and how to structure them into a program because a lot of the time when people try to do that kind of hybrid style training where it's like i have all these different goals that run counter to each other but i want to achieve them at the same time you know most people just don't know what that looks like and that's where people fall down so like getting a coach is definitely a great start educating yourself more or looking at programs that do it well you know obviously you can't know what does it well but you can look on instagram and be like okay well like if that person that i'm looking up to that has all these qualities you know they're selling a coaching program or they have a website or they have, they put out information, you know, maybe that's a good place to start. Like, I'm not saying it, it is because they could be, you know, a cabbage and just be a genetic freak. Um, but for, for some people or rather some people do put out good content and have good structure to their overall training and they're able to achieve results the same results that you're looking for with a variety of clientele so you know maybe that's a good place to start maybe some educational websites you know like our own i'm sure there's other ones and that do similar stuff or are maybe more specific to your your particular framework your particular goals like i don't know maybe you want to do be a powerlifting triathlete i know um oh what's that guy's name yeah, Alex Vieira, uh, like I know he does stuff like that. So it's like, okay, maybe you go to him and you go, okay, you know, how is he structuring his training? And you look at like, okay, so he already built a, a very strong strength base originally and then he got into the the more endurance side of things. So maybe you have to do something similar. Maybe he, I don't know, maybe he does set a program where he's like, this is yeah, this is how I've, I've cracked the code. You know, there's definitely people out there that you do respect and put out good content um, for that kind of stuff. So that's generally a good place to start because I know that's actually the hardest bit, having the educational framework to actually be able to conceptualize a program that is completely counter perhaps or completely different than what you have already done. You know, because I certainly found that, you know, like I come from like say a boxing background and like transitioning to like more of this like bodybuilding stuff was kind of like, why am I not, you know, sweating loads? Why am I not, you know, exhausted after this? You know, it's kind of like, well, 
what am I actually trying to achieve? And then it's like, okay, maybe I'm focusing a bit more on strength. And then you do some strength work and it's like, well, I'm definitely, I'm not tired at all after this. Like, yeah, I definitely have worked hard, but you know, this is more like neurological than it is, you know, muscular. And it's like, oh, like you couldn't, I couldn't conceptualize what I was actually trying to achieve. But then once I had a framework and once I had a working knowledge of what I was trying to achieve, I was better able to understand why certain things had to come into the program at certain times why I was supposed to do certain things, why certain things worked, why certain things did not work. And that overall allowed me to structure my program to my goals, you know? So that's kind of where people need to start. They need to have that working knowledge of what they're actually trying to achieve, first of all, but then what is the best way of going about achieving those particular goals, particularly if those goals do run counter to each other? Like, a lot of people I've seen these days, especially, you know, this rise of like being cardiovascularly fit. A lot of people are trying to push maximal strength while they try to improve their cardiovascular system, which is, yeah, that's definitely a good thing to do. But, you know, it's potentially not the best way to structure your training overall to actually get the best of what you're trying to achieve. Like you're definitely not going to be as strong as you could be. And you're definitely not going to be as fit as you could be if you had done a more kind of block periodization type thing. Like say, for example, if you do have those strength and endurance goals, like maybe doing a block where you really keep your strength on maintenance, like you still keep the skill of lifting up, but you're maybe only training three days per week, maybe of resistance work, or maybe you're just hitting very, very low volume and then doing more endurance work. Like say maybe you're doing four days a week of lifting and you're just kind of going in, working up to a heavy triple, heavy five or something like that. And then you're doing more endurance work. So you're still keeping the skill of lifting, but you're really hammering the more endurance side of things after that. Um, maybe doing that. And then, you know, the next phase you're working into is, you know, kind of the reverse of that um, where you're kind of pushing up a bit more volume in the strength work and then dropping a bit of volume in the more endurance side of things. You know, that's one way to structure it that may be perfect for you if, you know, there's certain time periods where you want to be stronger or there's certain time periods where you want to be fitter. But having that kind of framework that you just can't be peaked in everything at all times does help you kind of or help take away that kind of anxiety that, oh, I'm losing this particular skill or I'm losing this particular attribute. You know, I'm, I'm getting smaller, I'm getting weaker, I'm getting less fit. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. That's fine because we're not actually working on that. We're just trying to, you know, maintain that, keep that on the back burner, not lose it completely at this time, you know? So kind of keeping that in your frame of mind when you are looking at your program does help. But because there are so many ways you can actually structure your program, this kind of podcast doesn't give you a huge amount because it's not like we're saying, oh, do this because or do this because it's the best way. Because realistically, there is no best way. There are just better ways. And a lot of it is an overview knowledge, but a lot of it is individual knowledge. Like how much, like you said earlier on, like, yeah, I might be able to say this is the best program for you because I've coached you for three to five years. You know, I know exactly how you respond to these different things. I know that, oh, you can't actually do that huge amount of running volume because you have that niggling, you know, uh, foot injury that you picked up, you know, seven years ago. So we have to kind of walk around that or sorry, work around that. And, you know, maybe, you know, you have a little bit of a bad knee as well. So, you know, doing a lot of squat volume while we're trying to push your I know your cycling training, you know, it, it doesn't do well for you and you just burn out really, really quickly, you know? So, having that 
like you could only give someone the best program if you actually knew them. And realistically, learning your own body and understanding yourself is the only way you're ever going to be able to actually achieve that. You know, understanding that, okay, look, yeah, I can't be peaked in these two things, three things, four or five things, but I can actually be peaked these two things at the same time. And I can really push these two things together and make a lot of progress and you know maybe maybe it's body composition and you kind of go oh i like being in really good shape for summer whereas during the winter when i'm not taking my top off as much you know i like to be focusing a bit more on strength and you know really pushing for that and you know you can kind of structure your your overall scheme or your overall program around either certain times a year certain phases of your program certain goals in your program fit in better at certain times a year but the only way you're ever going to know any of that is by actually kind of experimenting with yourself anyway again you mentioned there um alex fiata as well and yeah he actually has a book called the hybrid athlete you can buy it on i think juggernaut training systems.com but it's it actually is quite good to be fair for people who are like genuinely really interested in in both extremes so like you want to do a powerlifting and a try you want to do powerlifting and a triathlon you want to do powerlifting and a marathon you know those sorts of things where you are kind of a real hybrid athlete that's a useful book um but again like that's not something you just jump into either like you don't just jump into like going from oh i just started the gym to trying to do those extremes and and that's actually the next point i wanted to touch on just very quickly if you are someone who's listening to this podcast and let's say you kind of listen to us because I don't know, you like things we say and you kind of just got into the gym. What you do have to recognize is that you don't necessarily need to just start off in the gym and start doing all of this kind of periodization stuff and worry about, you know, the specifics of rep ranges and the specific adaptations and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's, it's useful to get familiar with that stuff, but even just starting with doing an appropriate amount of work for you and doing it well, like that's a really good starting point, you know, because a lot of people do get into the gym just kind of for like, you know, a bit of fat loss, you know, or to get some of the health benefits of exercise. And, you know, not everyone gets into this to try and be as strong or have as much muscle as possible. Um, so for you people, like it's it's funny enough to say it because if you asked me two years ago, I probably would have been like, oh, no, exercise guidelines are just stupid. But even if you look at like the World Health Organization's exercise guidelines like they say you know do 150 minutes of uh, moderate intensity aerobic exercise per week and do like two to three sets per mu- per major muscle group um two to three times per week for your weight training and it's like you know if you'd asked me two years ago like what how does that sound i'd be like oh it's stupid it's too general and stuff and i'm like you know what if you are someone that actually is just getting into the gym like that's actually fairly sound advice because what a lot of people that just get into the gym fall into the trap of is worrying about podcasts like this and listening to the fact that you know we were talking to people we were talking about people who are already in this with a lot of different goals and and then you kind of think all right i have to do this sort of stuff i have to kind of periodize my training and i have to do five or six days a week and all this and it's like you don't need to start there it's somewhere you might get to over time but just starting off we have a we've done a full podcast on that for beginners so do go back and, and listen over to that as well because you know you don't necessarily have to get right to this point right away yeah i would agree um because yeah a lot of people do 
kind of lose the forest for the trees, we'll say, because they do see all these people doing everything and they're kind of like, oh, I'm, I want to do everything, so I'm going to do everything. Especially as beginners, you do fall into this trap of wanting to do everything. So definitely listen to that podcast where we kind of talk through what, how beginners should structure their overall training. Um, anyway, anything else you want to touch on, Gary? Because I think that pretty much covers everything for the people that have these very generalist goals. If they can think of things in terms of, first of all, actually – defining what their goals mean you know understanding that they'll have to prioritize one thing maybe two things at once um and the rest of the things are going to be on the back burner and if they can understand that yeah you may lose that peak you've been at but you will actually get it back in the overall grand scheme of things if people can kind of take away those three points and kind of framework that the more knowledge they have about what goes into the different types of training um, or what is required for each different type of training or goal even if they can kind of get more knowledge on that they'll actually be able to better put together their program and um, other than that gary is there anything that people should be taking away Dude, what from did you this ask podcast? me there just say have i got anything other than that your audio went fuzzy <laughs> I heard no. I, I heard you. Ta- I heard you talking a beautiful. Yeah, I went through loads, Gary. I listed off the review. But anyway, of the I'm going to assume you asked me if I had anything else to add. And no, to be honest, I think like there's a lot of there's a there are a lot of things in there that are. I guess I guess what we yes, we talked about was fine. really a bit of an an overview of something that is quite up in the air. And if you are someone who has no idea, like what exercises to do, what muscles to train, how many sets you should be doing, like this stuff isn't necessarily stuff you need to just get stuck into and really worry about. But at the same time, it is something just to keep, keep in mind, you know, with your own goals and stuff like that. So use the framework we kind of presented, you know, about kind of changing things a little bit over time, focusing on your one goal at a time and recognizing that some things are going to fall to the back seat and that that's completely okay. Um, but other than that, I think that's a really nice overview. Um, Anything else on your mind, Paddy, that you've seen around in the in the newspapers or on the blogs this week that you thought was an issue that might be worth addressing on the podcast? <laughs> what do you, do you genuinely think? No. <laughs> do you gen, do you genuinely think I read the newspaper? Do you genuinely think I, I go on social media and, and look up any of this stuff? No. So there's nothing on my mind <laughs> relating to that. Unless you want to talk about politics, then we've <laughs> got nothing to talk about about health and fitness. Like huh? we we should actually mention that uh, we should actually mention again. We should actually mention again Christmas that you are Gujon. doing that thing with uh, what's his face, Christmas Gujon. Yeah, next week. Um, so I, I don't know if tickets are still on yeah, sale. So tickets People are still on it. sale on creatoragency.com. Um, I think they're like. 45 euros but they are still they're still available it's in the rds um christmas goujon matt tuesday um shawley coat hanger uh who else is there Marion something i don't know second name no but in all seriousness christian guzman max tuning shawley coker Marion something student aesthetics guy robert lipset and uh the one and only the big juicy shredded strong fit skinny guys and um yeah it's gonna be good old banter 
just just put some thoughts together today for what I'm going to talk about and stuff. So that should be good crack. And no doubt if you are attending, we'll give you a little bit of value. And also, actually, while I'm here, if you are someone who is going to that and you listen to our podcast, please say hello to me and introduce yourself as opposed to the kind of creepy awkward stares not saying hi and then messaging me after and being like saw you today was too shy to say hello because that creeps me out (laughs) yeah also whenever anyone sees either of us and says hello if they could actually introduce themselves that would be great because man it's so awkward and you're like oh they walk up to us and they're like oh hey gary hey paddy um love your stuff blah 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 whatever and then i'm like and and you are like i have no idea what, yeah. what's your name like and they start talking to us for like like i don't want i'll talk to shit with anyone like but the fact that i have no I, that you know everything about me and i have no idea what your name even is so it, it's just kind of awkward so if you do ever see us man just say yo what yeah, is up is my dogs um, my name you know, is um, x but yeah you know? i do Anyway, we're at the hour mark. I'm sick of listening to you. This is the second time in two days I've had to listen to your repugnant voice. Um, so um, we're shutting this down. Note, if you do, do you have any parting person, words be to say? Don't be surprised if you think we are actually idiots because, well, we are. For fuck's sake. That's all. Idiots. If you don't think we're I'm what? just reminding them. Oh, Jesus. Everyone knows we're idiots, Gary. Goodbye. Anyway, we're ending this here. Goodbye.